Welcome everybody to Learn With Lowell. Today we're continuing our Millennial Monday on Tuesday series. Today we're joined with Dr. H, who is here to give us an inside look at pharmacies and how he bought one uh, and continues to run it successfully, I hope. Hussam, welcome to the show. What's up, man? It's good to hear from you, Lowell. Yes. So the big thing that I definitely want to start with is why buy, buy a pharmacy versus working one or do anything else you could have done in a pharmacy? Why buy one? What, what's like the value of that for yourself? So the, the easiest way I can explain this is that it all started for me in high school. It's that awkward phase of trying to figure out what it is, the type of person you want to be and where do you want to be when you grow up. I decided that I was really into punk rock music. I just, I love the whole idea of it. The Clash was my favorite band. It was the early 2000s. That's just something I delved into. Um, flash forward a couple of years later, um, my first year of college, University of North Carolina. Um, one of my really good friends, uh, his name is Adam. He, uh, he passed away from a drug overdose. And... At that moment, I was with him. I didn't know what to do, didn't know anything about the whole drug scene. I wasn't really into the whole Percocet or anything like that. And at any point in this conversation, if you find value in it, please subscribe. It is hugely beneficial and it tells Google and everyone out there that this is content worth watching. Thank you for everyone thus far who has commented, liked, subscribed, and told their friends. I learned real quick is just how much can you learn from such a small item? as a pill, as a capsule, as a liquid, or as a cream that can help treat patients. And that's kind of why I wanted to go into pharmacy. Um, did the usual route, became a CVS pharmacist, moved up the ranks, became a manager. I eventually became a district manager of CVS. I, uh, I was in charge of 21 stores in the Fort Worth area. Um, I saw myself as a suit and I didn't like that persona myself. My, my old high school self, my punk rock self saw this guy who's a corporate wig that I just didn't like that about me. And so I stepped down as district manager. Um, you know, they paid me well. CVS was great, learned a lot. And I just, I wanted to do more. Um, I got a job as an independent pharmacist, was it, didn't purchase one yet, um, just so I can see that side and kind of see how patient care went and meeting with new patients and keeping things small and local. Decided to purchase that pharmacy in uh, 2019. So it's been four years now um, that I purchased Stonebriar Pharmacy. Um, really became a big part of our community here in Frisco. I've, I've loved meeting people. I see my patients at the gym. They meet me for consultations. So it's just being a part of that community and, and purchasing a pharmacy was probably one of the more rewarding things I've done in my career. And it really went back to my roots of, of taking it to the man and being a part of a community at the same time. Uh, it kind of reminds me of that. It has that, that feeling like Steve Jobs and Apple, that like those rebel makers that want to build something to change an industry. Is, it, is, is there any of that in, in what you're trying to do where... You want to be like the Apple, like the, the microcomputer for the pharmacy where you, you, you build, like, I don't know how you do that for the pharmacy. I don't understand how you do it, but maybe like franchise, you like create like a standard of great pharmacies that go into communities and do a great job. Like, do you have any of that uh, ambition uh, for yourself? Like, like a Steve Jobs almost. Yeah. So between my, uh, my business partner and I, we actually have four pharmacies within the DFW market. Mm. And so we've been able to expand and now we're actually just had a meeting today discussing more about uh, the rebranding of making just one big brand between all the pharmacies. So that way we can have a bigger presence within DFW. Um, and for us specifically, we are, we were primarily focused on compounding and wellness, meaning that for me, I'm, I, I do have my doctorate in pharmacy, but I'm also a certified sports nutritionist. Uh, my partner also has his specialty. So we have more of a nutritional wellness side to pharmacy that I feel like for me, the, the future pharmacy is, is tough because I'm, I'm assuming soon an AI or robot's going to fill prescriptions for you and it's not going to be me. Right. And I have to, you know, to, to diversify. So we have to figure something new out to help, help our profession. So with that network and, and building a, a, a wellness community, uh, we're able to offer things like, like recently I just had a low dose now Trexone class. Uh, we have a hormone specialty class where you come in, you learn about our product and you can either have a console with us or, or just fill your prescriptions. Um, so we're, we're trying to build a whole umbrella of a, of a wellness brand now is what we're trying to build towards. How do you know what a person needs without tests and stuff to like get a baseline? So I imagine when I go to my doctor and I get my yearly checkup, they steal a bunch of my blood, do a bunch of tests, mm -hmm. and then they know, oh, okay, I have like a hormone deficiency or I have vitamin D or anything like that. On your side, someone comes in, how do you know how to make the right compound or how to give them the right hormone so that they can lead a, a healthier, more happy life? So there's two parts to that question. The doctors that we work with, so when you go see your doctor, you get your lab results, they usually send me those lab results and then I build mm -hmm. compounds based off of your hormone levels. So, uh, for example, one of the doctors here, he'll send me for a female, she's, she's premenopausal, uh, pre um, meaning that she's right before that age where she starts to, her hormones start to dip down. And so we start to build a protocol for that patient based off of that. 
one big thing in pharmacy that a lot of people miss, and you'll miss this at other pharmacies, is that whenever you start taking a medication, you're really susceptible to, to nutrient deplet depletion based off of the compound. For example, mm -hmm. a patient has taken a very common over-the-counter medication, Nexium, or uh, any something for what we call a PPI for acid reflux. If you're on that for longer than three weeks, your vitamin D and vitamin K levels drop dramatically. Vitamin D is in charge of heart health. It's in charge of bone health, your mood. It actually has some, some qualities around depression and anxiety. And so I know your medications and I know what nutrients are, are missing from, your, from you based on your medications. And so I build a, uh, we have a powder form for, for vitamins now where you can get all your vitamins in powder form. You give me your list of medications and I build it. Um, we'll ask you questions like, are you getting enough sun? Uh, how often do you feel stressed? There's a, a questionnaire that we have. And then I build a, um, a formulary based on that for you. That sounds amazing. I think for people listening, just to give some like context, because this, this immediately made me think of like, uh, there's a, a person in my family that like doctors just started giving like a, a ton of drugs, trying to figure out what was going on. And at one point in time, the, their wife had to get like this massive, how drugs interact with each other book to start going through and be like, uh, and, and they found every drug was interacting with each other. And the first four drugs were causing something that the next four drugs are trying to solve. And then the mm -hmm. next four drugs are trying to solve. The, so like, uh, for people listening for who aren't sick or don't have to take a lot of pills, it's the knowing how things interact is huge in, in this space. So I love, and I had no idea. I wonder how their vitamin levels were because they, they went from like from 16 prescriptions down to two over mm -hmm. a year. And that mm -hmm. was just a person taking the charge. Doctors didn't think about that at all, which is very disappointing. But so it's amazing that you think of that and the vitamins and all these other things I've never thought of. Um, is there, if you're like a general healthy person, is there like stuff that you like to do? Like if you're just yeah, like, I don't know, absolutely. trying to like super, super self? Yeah, I have, uh, I have my own protocol that I take for myself. I, uh, so a little context, I'm 36 years old. I was, uh, about two years ago, I was diagnosed with type two diabetes. I was 275 pounds, horrible shape. This is back when I was working with the corporate gig. Um, and I quickly had to take a grasp on my health to get to obviously get better. I lost 40 pounds based off of the diet and exercise that I was working on. I completely reversed my diabetes, which you never thought was even possible. My sugars were for, for a person like a normal person, usually sugars like hundred, 120. Mine was over 400, man. I was, I was sick wow. as hell. Yeah. I was, I was in really bad shape. Um, but I, I sat down for myself and I was like, all right, I'm gonna figure this out. And I'm gonna teach people how to figure it out as well. Um, so for me, I, I focus more on the, the sports side. So my, my three go-to vitamins every single time for every patient, I mean this for every, almost every single patient, obviously consult your doctor and pharmacist before yeah. you start anything. Magnesium, vitamin D with K2, and uh, creatine. Creatine is amazing in certain doses, right? Not overdoing it. Uh, why? Um, I think when I, was in, when I was playing sports, they said creatine was good for bulking up, but that when you stop taking it, you get squishy. Um, That's from water weight. Yeah. That's from water weight. If you take right. too much, you gain too much water weight. And so it makes you look swole. But if you take it at a baseline level, at a very low level, then it, it keeps it consistent throughout your body. Mm -hmm. Even if you like, you stop taking it, it's mm -hmm. not like, okay. Yeah, those are three interesting ones. The, uh, why magnesium? I haven't oh, heard God. of. Love magnesium, bro. I have, okay. I have an hour long episode on my podcast about magnesium, but I'll keep it simple. There are three main salts of magnesium that we want to talk about. Uh, the first one is mag citrate. That's the, that's the drink that you get from their pharmacy that you take a, it's like a clear drink that you drink when you're constipated or before you're supposed to do a colonoscopy that just helps flush everything out. The two main ones that you like to take by mouth are magnesium malate and magnesium glycinate. Those two together help with uh, muscle rejuvenation, helps with bone health, and it actually helps with anxiety and sleep. The best way I can explain within the body, whenever you start getting Whenever you get depleted on certain vitamins, your body finds a way to get it. For example, vitamin mm -hmm. D, when you don't eat enough vitamin D, it starts to break down bone and it starts to break down some vessels in your heart. And that's why you vitamin D supplementation is so important. The same goes for magnesium. Magnesium is in charge of the ATP pathway within cells to help promote energy. So ATP is energy of the body. And, and it also helps with reju rejuvenation of, uh, of, of muscle soreness too. And so it helps with those tight legs after working out. Interesting. The are you into the longevity aging thing? Because the vitamin D, there's a lot of stuff coming out now where they're saying like vitamin D is like one of the big uh, supplements, whatever you want to call it, that sh people should be taking to you know age healthily as well. Vitamin D with K two specifically. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. So then, have you heard of the Brian Johnson like his blueprint thing? Uh. -uh. 
No. Oh, well, basically, uh, Brian Johnson's like this very, very wealthy person, uh-huh. and uh, he's made like uh, this blueprint to age healthily. He's taken like a bunch of vitamins, whatever. Um, I'm talking to him about coming on the show, actually. So, Brian, if you're listening, you're still welcome to come on. But uh, I've had a lot of people on, and people say good things, people say bad things. But uh, as someone who uh, is more on the pharmacy side, it would be interesting. I should have sent it to you in advance, so I was going to ask that question. But basically, okay. he has like a, a massive protocol. Like, like he, he tracks his erections when he sleeps. I don't know. I think, Brian, I don't know why you do that, but I think it's funny. That's but, pretty um, intense. Yeah. Yeah. So when he said protocol, I, didn't th- I thought something around there. The, I, heard, I heard around your age, because I'm, I'm getting close to your age, the, that we, like our testosterone starts going down. Mm-hmm. To the point where, like, usually people start like slapping on testosterone patches or something, yep, to like regulate that, or else, like, I don't know what what negative thing happens when you lose testosterone on a normal level, but mm-hmm. I I know that there's a deficiency that starts happening. So whenever you have start having specifically for men, um, for men when you have the the testosterone drop, you have the uh, your arms start to shrink, like the muscles in your arms start to get smaller. You have a decreased libido, decreased energy. That kind of tailorates for both men and women. Um, it's, it's basically the, the, the hormone that makes a guy, a guy, like it gives you the, the, umph, the levito, the, the drive. Um, I'm, I'm a proponent. I, I don't want to take testosterone yet, mostly because my wife and I are still trying to have kids and stuff. So that's, that's more important because you, you do start losing sperm efficacy after you start doing testosterone. Um, but there are natural ways that we push for, especially in the, in the nutrient side, nutraceutical side, uh, to help with t- uh, testosterone. One of them is called trypsium. Um, it's a common vitamin that patients take by, made by uh, pure encapsulations that helps boost testosterone metabolism from depot testosterone, um, DHT for short in the, in the, in the human body. Um, there's a lot of different things that you could do to help improve testosterone naturally. And one of them, the easiest way is just working out. Like if you work your muscles out, that produces more of the DHT and the DHEA pathways to increase your testosterone levels. You have, uh, I think everyone's workouts different. I, I guess like for most people, it's just get out and go because I'm in the That's process of losing weight too. I've yeah. lost, uh, I think I should lose about 10 pounds more by the end of the year, which would be great. Nice. I was at like 260 two years ago. Now I'm at 245. Okay, okay, and bro. I see you. I think I've, I figured it out. Uh, basically, the key is get your wife on it too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, a partner with it is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's more like uh, you're not getting roadblocks. Like, oh, That's you're trying true. to get healthy. <laughs> The other person doesn't uh, want to do it. Man, my, uh, my wife, my wife is five three and like 120 pounds, bro. She can eat whatever wow. she wants and look great. And then me, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I eat a cupcake and my ass shakes for a week, bro. It's 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 not fair. Yeah. It is unfair. The, yeah. I actually this reminds me, I'm I'm on a tangent because I was about to ask you about like what you exercise, but I'm on a tangent. Uh there's a person in my family that eat, eat eats, and if they're listening in, mountains, mountains of cinnamon. They'll have like a, a, a bowl oh of gosh. applesauce, and there's probably as much cinnamon. As applesauce, and I think this person's <laughs> killing themselves. I I thought they were doing it like as like oh look lol like I don't mess joke? with me because I thought it was messed up. No, they they like three bowls of it. Is there any like I've heard that cinnamon boosts your immune system? They're like real thin. But like, is there any truth to that? Like the cinnamon boosting your immune system, or is that like wild tale? I mean, it is a it is a tale. I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna to shit on anyone's diet, I guess. But mm-hmm. that's weird. Yeah, sorry whoever's listening, but. It's cool, man, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's not doing much for you. <laughs> okay. No, I, I didn't. Uh, no, I, I told him the, the wives' tale, and I, I just was thinking, I don't know if that's true or not, because I read it, but then yeah. I thought maybe, okay. I mean, I don't know. My, my, my rule is if something is, sounds like a miracle or sounds too good to be true, then it's probably not true. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think all it does is like boost your, immune, uh, boost your metabolism. It yeah. could. I mean, very well could, but how much is it improving it, right? Yeah. Probably yeah. not a mountain bowl. Yeah, probably, probably not. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, it's a lot. There's only so much your body can absorb in general. Like no matter what you take, like your body can only absorb like, based on the bioavailability a certain amount, right? So everything yeah. else you're just basically just shitting out anyways. So. That's that's what uh, uh I don't know if you're into like the alt protein space like plant based yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, I, I've had a lot Big of the founders on and I, and I talk to them. And that's the usually the number one question I ask somewhere in the podcast. It's like what's the bioavailability of what mm-hmm. you're making and. Mm-hmm. You have to, they kind of like, they'll talk around this really fast. They won't give the usually. Answer. Yeah. It, it is not good. It is yeah. like if a, if a, if a steak is like, let's say a one, just for like people, easy, easy listening. If you can absorb a, a steak, like 80% efficiently, uh, a plant version or an alt protein version is like 20%. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's your bear. You're, you have to eat like three times as much. It's, it's crazy. And in, in the nutri in the nutrition world, we always say that food is the best medicine, man. The food that you yeah. take is better than anything else that you do. Yeah. Is there, um, 
Well, you're in Texas, so maybe just like go get a Longhorn. But like, what's what's your ideal uh, diet for yourself? Oh man, I um I have I, I've been I've gotten a lot looser now now that I'm healthier than I was before. Um, I have six meals a day versus the traditional three, just so I eat less throughout the day, kind of thing. Um, you know, the type of snacks that you have is the most important. Um, breakfast is not that important as much as people want to say. Your highest carb that you ever should take should be in the morning because you can use it to burn off the rest of your day. And at night, you should have your dessert before you have your dinner. That's my rule. Because you want to have the dessert then have the protein to burn it off. And then uh, circling back, the I, we started out with far, going into pharmacy and, and now we're talking about nutrition. The, but <laughs> Sorry. What, no, that's my bad. The, the, there's no bad to it. We're having fun. But anyway, You told so me the, not to go on a tangent, though. I'm trying. No, I, I didn't say no tangents. I, I have no what problem say? saying this up front. I said no monologuing. No monologues. As people sorry, know, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. you can. We, we're going to tangent like crazy, and that's okay, fine. Okay, okay, okay. That, that's that's fun. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, no monologuing. No monologues. Okay. The, we had like a two minute conversation where I just kept saying, "Please don't monologue." Yeah, it was like that was the only rule I had. I was like, "So can I curse?" Yes. Okay. No. No monologues. <laughs> yeah, you can curse. Yeah, you yeah. can curse. You can talk. I said you, three. Can, I said three. There was a there was a person on recently who started talking about like a genocide, and they're like, "Is it cool to talk about this? Like, if it's happening and you care about it, and I'm going to ask you questions about it, and just don't give me shit, but we can talk about it." But, yeah. but anyway, so back to non genocide topics. The what what all did you need to have in place? So you were working at an independent. Pharmacy, pharmacy, and I've read online as well. That's usually how way go, how a good way to do it. So you work at a place, you kind of take it over when they're retiring. But what all did you need to have in place to buy that? Because it, I don't know, a loan or something. I don't know. How does that work? I um I was really lucky in that the place that I purchased the uh, the company was just looking to just close the place. They weren't really looking for any money, um, which was lucky for me. So I basically just lowballed the hell out of them and said, "Hey, I'll buy it with the medications." Um, for this price, you accept it. And they were going to close it. So they were going to take zero anyway. So I was like, I'll just take the contracts. Is basically what I was paying for. Um, so I, I, I was very lucky in the way that I was able to, to get my own pharmacy. The biggest issue was that I wasn't able to pay myself for six months because the cash flow wasn't as, as strong as it is now. Um, so a support system, my wife, the beautiful wife that she is, suffered through working a job that she fucking hated just to make sure that we had food on the table and I wasn't getting paid. So between June and I would say end of November, early December, I was just relying on her paycheck. Um, and it wasn't until June, December 2019, two months before COVID, by the way, um, that I was able to pay my first paycheck, um, which was amazing. You know, it's, it's cool to be able to pay yourself for the first time. Like I, I made sure my texts were paid, rent was paid, everything before I was the last one to get my paycheck. Um, so making sure you had the support system around you is the easiest thing that I could tell you. You don't want to rely on friends, never go into business with your friends. Um, but yeah, my, my wife is to this day, I would do anything for her. She's, she's got me for life. She's stuck with me forever. Yeah. The idea that I do on the wedding band, uh, I'm sure there's like a train sniper somewhere out there to make sure that mine, mine has but... sensors on it. So I'm pretty sure that's okay. what these she are. Knows where pretty... she... Yeah. Yeah. She, she's tracking you. <laughs> yeah. So... She probably, it's not like the watch, the phone, everything else is tracking. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. Baby John on. I love you. You heard this. Is it, is it, uh, I'll clip that put in the beginning. The, uh, is there. <laughs> I assume it's not normal for someone to want to sell something at cost. Like there's no way to like find opportunities where they're about to close it. Uh, you have to kind of like be in the know. Like there wouldn't be any advice you'd give someone to find opportunities like that. Pharmacy is a small world. And if yeah. you get into an independent pharmacy, I can tell you now, especially in the East coast, most of the owners are older. Like they want to get rid of their pharmacy eventually. And so if, if you want to get into it, get in there, learn for a year or two and Hey, maybe you decide to open another one with your partner, your, the pharmacy owner that you have there. Or if you want to purchase it off their hands, that's definitely something you could do for someone like me, where I'm just getting into business. I'm going to charge the shit out of you to buy my pharmacy. That's, that's listen to be clear. Cause I put my blood, sweat and tears in there. Other places may have not have done that. So it's, it's just, it's, it's knowing the right people. Some people have to use a pharmacy broker to, to, to find these deals. Um, but it's just, it's just getting out there, man. That's really it. It's just, exposing yourself to other people and most pharmacy owners are really open what they want to talk about i mean they'll they'll tell you hey i'm i'm suffering because of xyz or hey we're doing really well with xyz um it's just getting yourself out there and meeting people is the easiest thing i can tell you linkedin is a great tool great tool to meet pharmacy people is there a outside of linkedin is there like usually there's like there's a conference that really defines an industry where most people if you ask 10 of them they would they probably put it in the top three or four is yeah. there, is there that, what is that conference for pharmacists like yourself? Uh, there's two of them that I really like. I really like McKesson idea share. That's once, once a year. 
this last year I was in Vegas. Um, I didn't go this year because I had another another conference I was I was speaking at. But that's that's a really big one. McKesson's one of the large uh, drug wholesalers in in the country, and they have uh, all their network pharmacies are invited. And usually people bring their team. They'll bring their and there's a whole bunch of vendors that you can meet. Um, the other big one that I really like um, is called Diversify RX. Um, shout out to my friend Dr. Lisa Faust. Um, she she's the one that let me speak at her conference. She specializes only with independent pharmacies. And what she does is that she finds new revenue options for pharmacies. And she does a great job with, um, with ex- she helped expose me to a lot of different things to help boost my pharmacy too. What, um, I assume, you know, this probably goes without saying, but if you want to open up a pharmacy or buy one, you probably should have a medical degree or you should have someone that's about to be on the payroll or like, how does that well, work? You have for, for pharmacy specifically, you do have to have a pharmacist on payroll. Um, I know plenty of pharmacy owners that are not pharmacists. They, uh, mm. The guy I spoke to earlier today, Dan, he uh, he's a founder of Hometown Pharmacy in Wisconsin, and they have 70 pharmacies in their network um, that he partially owns or has some sort of ownership. Right? And he's not a pharmacist. He's a marketing guy. Um, he just mm. You have to have a pharmacist working, a, a pharmacy manager in each pharmacy. And then can you ship out? I think there was a, a pill pack or something that like really changed. And they said that there was like, there's a group of people somewhere in the chain of like how things work where they had to negotiate a deal with them, like scripts or something, but that scripts didn't want to give it to them, like the ability to ship uh, prescriptions yeah. because that's what scripts does. Yeah. So like, what, what are you, I guess, what, what can't you do now that you have a pharmacy now it's up and running? Are you able to ship things now? Or do you have to have like special license to do that? Like how easy is it for you to just expand and get the, what you make into people's hands? Because uh, sometimes people, you know, maybe they have mobility issues or they're walking, like they work too much and it, it would be great if it just showed up at the door. But like, that's just a, one example. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we offer free delivery all over, all over DFW. Um, that's just something mm-hmm. we offer for all of our prescriptions. Um, we specifically Stonebriar, other pharmacies might be different. Um, there are other pharmacies you have to have your license in whatever state you want to ship to. And so if, if you have like, for example, if we're here in Texas and I want to ship to Oklahoma, I have to have my Oklahoma license and my pharmacy has to have an Oklahoma license. Um, we used to have our license for Florida, but I wasn't really seeing the benefit from that. So I stopped using, um, stopped, I, I discontinued our license with Florida. Um, but yeah, you have to, wherever you want to ship to, you do have to have your, your license, your pharmacy license in that state. Okay. And then, uh, what other than, I guess the big hurdle taking the six months without a pay hit, I mean, without a Paying yourself is huge, but what were some of the other big hurdles that you you overcame in the first couple of years, other than you know COVID? Yeah, COVID was fun. Uh, that was a great time. Um, mm-hmm. When I mean, there. a lot of the regulatory stuff is stuff to get used to. Um, when everything comes down to to you now, where you don't have like a corporate overlord watching over you to make sure you don't do anything wrong. Um, so making sure that your regulations are tight. Um, Board of pharmacy visits, as scary as they may sound, they're very helpful because you learn. Some of some of your some of your gaps that you're not aware of. I mean, that's what that's what 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 learning is all about. So these these boards will always try to help you to make sure that you're doing things the right way and being safe for patients. Um, I learned for me what type of leader that I wanted to be within my pharmacy. I knew my limitations, and I had to find someone to help me with those limitations. Um, that was a rude awakening because coming from like the CVS ego, oh, I can do whatever the hell I want to do. To this was very humbling because I learned as like, oh my God, I'm I'm a terrible marketer. I don't know how to market my pharmacy. Um, I'm just I'm just hoping somebody finds me, basically. Um, so I instantly had to become an SEO expert, had to figure out the whole social media thing. My wife has been pushing my TikTok, which is really annoying. Um, but it's just there, you just have to find your own gaps and everyone's gonna be different. I'm very operationally mounted and I'm a people person, so I'm able to to lead. Um, someone else may be really good at, you know, making sure that everything is done the correct way, but aren't really great with hiring. Um, mm-hmm. Those, those are some of the main issues that we have right now. I'm trying to hire. That sucks trying to hire right now. Who are you trying to hire? What are some of the people that you're looking for? Because everyone's looking for opportunities. Yeah, right now I'm looking for a technician trainee um, that's able to come to the pharmacy and work. And I'm also looking for a. I'm about to fire my virtual assistant, so I'm looking for a new virtual assistant. That's my my big thing right now. What they do wrong? I know it's all good. I mean, I, I'm picky. I like done things done a certain way. I thought she understood that it's been six months and she doesn't. And mm-hmm. as much as I try to teach her, I'm wasting my time teaching where I could have just done it myself. And so I need someone to just learn for the month, which you know everybody has to learn and then f- see how I like to do things and just fucking stick to what I want to do. Don't do anything weird. That's it. It's, it's pretty easy. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then for the technician, they, I assume they have to be around Texas. Yeah, they do. Get- Cause they're going to come in. Yeah. They gotta yeah. come in work. Well, no, I meant like uh, some 
I'm used to remote stuff, but uh, there was a company I worked for that was giving people like like a percentage of their pay up front or something, like a sign-on bonus if they moved from X to, to Y to get like opportunities. I know mm-hmm. in the Midwest in particular, like the coasts have these great schools. And so mm-hmm. Midwest has been like, a lot of companies have been finding like, hey, I'll, we'll give you a bonus of some kind to come out and then build in the Midwest. And once they're here, like they you know fall in love or whatever, and then they can't leave. And then they... <laughs> fall in love with the Midwest? Really? People do that? Oh, well, the, the women or, or the <laughs> women. That's true. that's true. Yeah, that's true. I've never, I've been uh, a few places in the Midwest, but I'm, a, I'm an East Coast guy originally. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, like, it, is that like something you'd want to do? I don't. Like, I mean, if, if it got to it, I guess. I I think it would be cheaper for me to. I'll be uh, frankly, it'd be cheaper just for me to find somebody here. But if I was in dire need, probably. But right now, it's just it's more of like a pain in the ass rather than oh my god, I'm going to die kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if the if the difference between an A player and like presumably like a C to B player doesn't really affect things all that much, yeah. then yeah, I guess yeah. like pulling around you. Yeah. I just I just need someone to be pretty and smile, man. That's all I really need. Okay, well, uh, you could do it. Lol. That's not used you against do it. Make you. it smiling pretty. Look at man. I don't. Uh, I don't think I. What? What? What degree do I need to come? You don't to need any degree. I'm just messing with you, bro. You're, you're overqualified. I can already tell you. Well, I mean, probably, but uh, if you looked at my resume, yeah. But uh, I'll, I'll come. I'll do it for a weekend, and I'll, I'll Thanks, record bro. it, and yeah, then yeah. we'll put it online, and we'll use it as an advertisement for your. We'll for just. Your uh, we'll just uh, avoid all the HIPAA stuff, and yeah, I think that would work. I I like uh, read HIPAA a couple times. There you I'll go. Just, uh, not, you read it? Yeah. Really? I was. I don't think I've well, heard yeah, it. it's that's not interesting. There's nothing good so. in there. I'm yeah, not. it's like I think most of it is gone up from my brain. Other than <laughs> I know where to go if someone was doing something bad. But there you go. Yeah. So, okay. All right. So hiring people that's difficult. For regulations, you said at uh, when you're CVS, it's, it's easier because there's a team helping you. When you're independent and you're small, how do you handle regulations if it is that difficult? I stole stuff from CVS. That's what I did. Okay. To be honest with you, I did. Like, processes. Yeah, they're like their their SOPs. I had like as a district manager, I had them already, and so dummies never came and took it from me. And so I had all the SOPs. What they do, so I just adopted those, changed them over to Stonebriar, reviewed them, had my attorney review them, make sure they looked good, and and we're off. And um, I think that's that's the hardest thing for a lot. And, and, and to be frank, in pharmacy, there's a lot of. Uh, gray areas that some pharmacies like to operate in we specifically will never do that so i I have horrible anxiety i'll never be able to chill out from it um so it's just it's ensuring that we're doing things the right way just to ensure patient safety man that's that's the whole reason we're doing this is to patient safety and help people lead a healthier life and if i can do that it's in a a better way i'm I'm 100 it i think before uh we hit record you're mentioning that there are pharmacists that aren't i don't know ethical or whatever is the right word for it yeah if if there's a standard that you appreciate, is there? Uh, would you ever want to like give some of those SOPs or whatever in like an open source fashion, and then, yeah. then you're like boosting the community, and the people yes. would see you as more of like like okay, you'd be you'd do oh, absolutely. I I would I would be. I've offered my services for free for pharmacies all over the country. I've helped. I have pharmacy owners in Wyoming, uh, California, the East Coast, and I've I've offered my services just because I want to better our better our pharmacy, and I I became friends with them, and I'm. I'm a believer in, in helping people first and worrying about money second. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Cause the, when you, when you said that to me, it's like, okay, how do we, how do we change that then? You know, yeah. like how, what's a scalable way, like the, the Dr. H wiki page mm-hmm. for running a pharmacy, right. For the mm-hmm. right reasons. Yeah. Correctly. I, I mean, if, if you, okay. So even if you weren't sure about how to do th- things, I don't want to say legally, but maybe you're not doing it under the pretenses of your specific state board. Like, let's say, what's an example I can give? Let, let's let's say you were you genuinely made a mistake on accident, right? And you tried your best to to fix the situation, right? I have every right to help this person for a mistake that I made, but they have every right to go to the board of pharmacy and let them know that hey, Doctor H made this mistake, which is fine, right? It's it's all about patient safety. But does the, the board know that I genuinely made an accident and tried to remedy the situation? Maybe, right? It's, it's just knowing that what I want to do is I'm doing it for the better of the patient. I'm not trying to break any rules. I'm not trying to, to, to divert any medications or anything like that. But just I genuinely care about the patient. And I think if we put that in the forefront and you have that as your mindset and you're genuine with it, because you, you can tell when someone's disingenuous, especially in pharmacy, mm-hmm. where they care about the bottom line versus patient care. If you had that at the forefront, man, everything else comes up behind it. And I'm I'm very thankful that I have really tried to be a good example for other pharmacy students, other pharmacists, younger pharmacies, because I genuinely care. I, I really do care about my patients' well-being. 
And that's just, that's something that's, that can't be taught. I feel like, and a lot of pharmacists and a lot of pharmacies see that red number from the insurance company, meaning like they're losing money and they're like, Oh shit, I need to do something to fix it. Let me just fudge things around a little bit. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm not a believer in that. I, I was, I was raised different. Like I, we talked about beforehand, my parents immigrated here in the eighties uh, from Syria um, raised me a certain way. I had a high ethic standard and I'm still trying to make, keep up with their expectations. But if you hold yourself to that high of a level and teach people how to do things the right way, I feel like any professional will do well. Yeah. Was that a monologue? Uh, no. Okay. I was, I was like thinking about <laughs> no. the whole time. I was like, is this a monologue? No. Am I gonna, am I gonna Don't worry. No, I won't yell at you. Uh, you'll know when you like, look, how about this? If you monologue, I'll look that way. And so you'll know. I'll have to like scale down. It's like you're the first person I've like spent a minute explaining what monologue is. So I just, like, I'm, I'm so scared. I'm in your head. Uh, you're, no, no, no. You're like, you're fine. You're like, uh, uh, you have to speak for like three times the length and okay, say good. nothing interesting for them to really count. Yeah, you're fine. But when there's this, I think, yeah, I think some people when they cut corners are, uh, uh, they're probably all we're gonna cut corners like that thing where um I, I recently learned that the reason why people like golf for instance i haven't been able to get into it mainly because uh i don't know anyone who golfs so i can't sit down to do it but one mm -hmm. thing that people like about golf is you can see a lot of how people operate like do they cheat are they really yep. into cutting corners because yeah. usually what people do in one area they do in all the areas and ever, ever since i learned that in business mm -hmm. uh I, I love just like putting a board game down and that it that has so many different opportunities for people to cheat and just see how they do it uh and you're right not just pharmacy but anything mm -hmm. uh you can tell how quickly someone gives a shit that was one of the when i'm hiring people and i ask them like, hey wh why do you want to do x not like why do you work for me but like why do you want to why is this your thing if they give me like a rainbow answer i'll poke it a little bit and yeah. then it's like well i want to make x amount of money so like, oh that's fine great okay let's see how we can maximize that or whatever you know but like mm -hmm. uh I, the most times it folds pretty quickly it so really does i, I usually yeah like uh I think the thing is that people just have to get used to asking the questions to get through it. But exactly, um, when you are in that position where you are seeing a bottom line in red, and mm -hmm. you you're not going to cut corners because you're good, you're a good dude. Uh, what what did what did you do when you were in that position, or what do you do to like find more money coming in? Uh, like you market more. Like how what do you what can you do as a pharmacist uh, to get out of that position? The two most expensive things in pharmacy are payroll and inventory. For us, our biggest problem was inventory, meaning like our actual medications that we keep in stock. I was finding a, I was finding that most of the medications I was ordering were at a loss. And if you want, Lowell, I promise you we would talk about this. If we want to talk about insurance reimbursements, we can definitely talk about that. And that's part of the transitions that we went through at Stonebriar was that we were a traditional pharmacy to start. And when I purchased Stonebriar, we did less than 10% compounding, less. And now we're almost at um, my cash business, meaning like no insurance business is over 90%. And so I'm only relying on insurance companies maybe 10% of the time. And when, when you're able to shift into that, that was a hard thing to do because most of the time when patients use their insurance, their medications are stupid expensive, right? And I have ways of making it cheaper for them without even using their insurance. And so when, when they know that transparency where I can tell them, hey, this is how much I, I'm willing to charge you for this. This is how much your insurance wants to cost. Which one do you want to use? I leave it open up to them. If they want to pay more with their insurance, fine. But who's going to want to pay more, right? And so we transitioned into finding cheaper ways to get inventory. I drew, I cut our inventory from like, we were at 25,000 total in medications. We're, we're now down to almost seven. Like that's how much we cut our inventory of, of just stock medications. And that's, you know, over the year per month, that's almost what, one and a half thousand dollars a year, uh, a month, just, just in savings, just from inventory. Um, so that, that was one, one, one aspect of, of, of pharmacy. You find new ways to order things. You find different, um, different avenues of how, of how, you know, to help patients. Insurance companies are cutting reimbursements across the board for pharmacies, for primary care doctors, for specialties. They're taking forever to pay everybody. This is, this is a very common thing. We have to figure out ways to combat that. And here for us, for even for primary care doctors, there's a concierge medicine now where you pay a doctor a yearly fee and you have access to him whenever you want. When I first got sick, I met Dr. Brian Lowry and I wasn't even his patient yet. I, I was like, man, I feel like shit. Can you help me? And he took me with open arms. I wasn't a member. I was nothing. And now he's one of my greatest. He's my mentor now. I look up to everything with him. He's, he's a staple here in the city that I, that I, that I live in. He owns a, a Frisco concierge medicine. Um, I'm friends with his family. His kids are working at the PGA up here, so I see them all the time. Um, it's it's building 
around the insurance companies is what people are working on now. And we're lucky that we have a very affluent market. Uh, people want to pay for wellness. They want to pay for feeling good. And so they come to, to us for that. And so it's it's a changing of, of you know, filling your traditional medications now to transitioning into, hey, we're going to beat your wellness side and, ma and make you feel better, not just show your labs looking better. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So how, when you try to cut costs, not cut costs, but like get better deals when it comes to the inventory, mm -hmm. do you go to the... To the people who make it like how does that actual process look like when you have something that's like five thousand i'm thinking i'm really i'm curious like how mark cuban is able to do like yeah the big thing i'll explain it to you yeah i'll explain yeah. it to you super easy um we, so we talked earlier about mckesson about their whole idea share they have a primary cost that they negotiate with insurance companies that they'll charge pharmacies right so let's say a medication a very common medication is something called metformin i took it when i had diabetes um usually like you can buy a whole bottle of 500 for like 20, 30 bucks through McKesson. I'm just, I'm just making up a number. Yeah. If I go through my secondary wholesaler, I can buy the same 500 count metformin, same manufacturer, same NDC, same everything for a fifth of the cost. Why? Why, why on earth am I paying more through one company where I can get it so much cheaper from a secondary wholesaler? CVS and Walgreens, they don't have that, right? They have, we buy from our wholesaler. We have negotiated prices. Don't buy it from anywhere else. We have, we're independent pharmacies. I can find a cheaper way. And it, and sometimes, you know, the difference between, you know, let's say a 30, 30 count costs me $10 at one place and the insurance reimburses me $11 for that prescription. Let's say I bought it from a dollar somewhere else. Now I'm making $10 rather than $1. And so it's that, it's that game that we have to play of where can I find cheaper ways? And so Mark Cuban, what he did was that he found these, 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 these wholesalers was like, Hey, I'll buy it at XYZ and I'll make this cost XYZ based off of your cost. And I'll share that with everybody else. That's it. I can beat Mark Cuban's prices in my pharmacy easily. And I don't charge you delivery fees. I don't charge you processing fees or anything in like that. We're under the Cuban network, by the way. We're one of the affiliate pharmacies for the Cuban card. Um, but I've just found that, hey, mine's cheaper. So I'm going to do it my way. You should put, on the, you should put that on the website. That'd be, uh, I, can, I can beat Mark Cuban's prices. Uh, I, I'm in Dallas, bro. It's a quick way to get my ass kicked. <laughs> Well, you know, just don't don't uh, don't diss the the sports team. I guess he owns. That's true. Yeah, the Dallas Mavs. Mavericks. Yeah, the Mavs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't watch sports. I, I, uh, the only way I can watch sports is if I put money on the on the game. Not, you, uh, uh, gambling's you, not good. Have you tried Prize Picks before? What's a Prize Pick? It's an app. It's prize Picks. It's like prize uh, pick. where you do um, what's it called? You do uh, parlays of different players saying, "Oh, he's going to have X amount yards or more or less." And you, you have like, if you do five of them all at one time, you get paid out like 10 times or something like that. It's fun. No, I haven't. Uh, so is it, so it's from what I'm looking at online, uh, it's like fantasy football, which I have heard about, but I don't understand how it works at all. Okay. Um, it sounds like from what the, if I'm inferencing from what you're saying is you, 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 you pick you t like, if you were a, a person, I'd say, Hey, you get like two touchdowns. And if I'm right, I get, I'm right. And I get money. That's how that works. Yes, basically, if, if you say, hey, Patrick Mahomes, Vegas will have it say he's going to have a touchdown and a half. Is he going to have more or less? And you just pick either more or less. And then mm -hmm. you have four other players doing something else. And if you get them all right, you get all the money. It's like you have to get all of them right or nothing right. Do you do that thing where like people like spend a Saturday to get their whole friends together and they have like the giant? I, well, they, people make memes of this. That's one like, draft. Giant, yeah, like, the board. NFL draft. They do that one time. Like, and we do ours virtually now. We used to do it together, but they're there in man. Virginia and I'm here. So. Do you do the tailgating thing when it comes to football? Yeah, Oklahoma. We, my wife is uh, Oklahoma Sooners, and uh, we go out there and hang out the tailgate sometimes for games. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah, you looks, really do like, this stuff? No, uh, no. I played sports, but you uh, play? uh, football, wrestling, track. Nice. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but I haven't been to one. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I definitely. Well, if I'm ever in Texas, I'll, I'll come. Yeah, I'll I'll come on, yeah, it'd be fun. Absolutely, yeah. you can always tell me. I would like the tailgating side of it. I think that would be fun. That's the most fun part. I mean, I, pl I played soccer, so I never got to see the... I was a kicker for a football team, but that was awful. Worst experience of my life. Why, what happened? I got bullied by freshmen, and I was a senior, bro. Those guys are huge compared to me. Like mm. I, I'm like six foot, and they're like monsters and beefy, and I just get bullied by them. And, it was, and nobody likes a kicker. Everyone makes fun of the kicker. So. Oh, I don't know. When, we played, when I played football, no one made fun of the kicker, but... I'm sure there was bullying going on in other ways. But yeah, I, sure. I would, I would, I would deliberately be friends. Maybe with the you guys. were the bully. That's possible. That is possible. Yeah. You never know. Right. Yeah, if you say, I don't see you bullying. With, if I was bullying you, if if I was bullying you, 
please email me and I apologize. <laughs> Let them know, but, Will uh, Thompson. <laughs> yes, uh, my address is one 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 one. But um, <laughs> so the uh, what's the difference between a physical pharmacy and a digital pharmacy from an operational standpoint? So if someone was listening in and they could get, they buy the contracts, everything you just did, but instead of keeping the physical one, they just made a digital. Is there anything really differential that they need to to be in mind to do that, or is it basically the same thing? Just without a physical uh, place, I, I think for a Class C pharmacy like I have, I think you have to have a physical place. I think hmm. there's different classifications based on wherever board that you're in. Um, some of them have like satellite pharmacies where they're like offsite kind of thing. Like some hospitals will have that, um, but a lot of times with these like like hymns and stuff like that, they actually have a stand pharmacy somewhere, and they send out prescriptions from there. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking more like a corner store. But there's yeah. a lot of the digital ones. They don't have like a corner store. They have like a like a, like a warehouse. Amazon warehouse type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I know you know Amazon. That's one, right? Amazon Pharmacy. Yeah. They have, um, but they also have like like actual pharmacies too. Like they have one. Like if, if you go to Austin, where their where their facility is, there's a place mm-hmm. over there called uh, I forgot the name of it. It's like Med Plus or something pharmacy, and that's actually there. Hmm. And then what what did it take to go from one pharmacy to I think you said you had four or five? Yeah. Um, we we got we 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 purchased them right so like they're we see that they're struggling or if people want to get out of it we purchased them. Uh, my business partner has had his since 2013, so he's on his 10 year anniversary over there. So he's he's been building that one for a while on the on the Fort Worth side. Um, we actually have three now. I forgot we sold one, so we only have three now. There's uh, mm-hmm. there's two near us and there's one on the Fort Worth side. Why sell one if they're profitable? We don't have time for it. Okay. Yeah, it's easy. It's so a scale if, issue. Yeah. So if if I wanted to, right, I mean, I'm trying to get us lean, right? So we're trying to keep everything, especially with these like bad reimbursements and remodeling and re rebranding that we're going through now. We want to keep things tight and then grow from there. So my goal now is that I want to move Stonebriar from our current location and actually have a bigger facility with a coffee shop in it. That's kind of what I want to do. That'd be fun. Yeah. I think yeah, so. I, I like that. Dr- yeah. Drugs and yeah. Uh, brew and drugs, man. I mean, it's all drugs. It's all stimulants. Yeah, you know, I love like, it. It's yeah. affecting your your states. Yeah. yeah. The, what um is there anything you need to do to have a coffee shop? Like, I imagine it's just a normal business. Like, just I think just like a it. like a food license now, right? Yeah. Like okay. Have, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought it was anything complicated compared to everything you've done uh, previously. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. What do you think about specialty pharmacists? Specialty pharmacies. They're if you do it correctly, um, there are some some good brands out there of, of especially here in, in the in the DFW market that have a big organization. Um, a buddy of mine owns one here locally that has uh, they have their license in many states. They can ship it all over the country. Um, I always tell people go lo- go local, meaning like these smaller pharmacies. There there are larger ones like CVS Specialty. Um, there are big ones that are doing really good things, but it's really hard for them to manage as many patients as they do. But they're all smaller pharmacies that actually have uh, their license within many different states to ship it wherever you need to. Um, stay on top of your stuff. So be on top of your doctor. Know your diagnosis codes by heart. That's always one something I always tell people. So if there's any questions about diagnoses when you're trying to fill a prescription, make sure you know that by heart. And then also do get to know your pharmacist. I promise you they're super chill people. They know what they're doing. They care for you just as much as I care for you. And they want to get to know you. They want to get to know your patients. And once you get to know them on that way, they're going to look out for you. Every single time something goes wrong, like, hey, like for me, I have three patients that I know that come and see me once a week. Even if they don't need anything, they're just like this beautiful old lady that likes to come see me. And she just wants to talk about her cats. And I'm like, sure, we'll talk about your damn cats. That's fine. Miss um, Millen, I'm sorry. And if, if, if you get to know them at that level, then, hey, man, it's, it's always good. How do you, uh, so normally when I go to see my doctor, um, they just kind of slot in whatever's near me when, mm-hmm. when it's a normal one, but for specialty stuff, I don't, I don't remember. I, I have to like specifically, I only recently learned that you can specifically ask for stuff. So mm-hmm. how do you find a good local, specialty pharmacist, pharmacy? Uh, a Google is a wonderful tool. Just Google. And yeah, just okay. Google because the people, if people are more likely to review you in a negative way than a positive way. And you can really see the really negative things that they say about pharmacies, if there is one, right? Stonebriar Pharmacy 5.0, just want you to know that. Um, and other pharmacies, very similar. They, they have a really strong rating. Maybe they have one or two bad experiences with patients. But if you fix their problem, they'll note it on Google for you. And you'll see real quickly how, how much people are hurt by it. And, and always check the Board of Pharmacy website. 
because it'll tell you on there if they have any sort of regulations. You'll see their last inspection. That's all public view. You don't have to log in for that. You can go to Texas. You can see Stonebriar had, a, had an inspection a couple of years ago, and you can see what was missing, what wasn't missing. All that's public information. It's really useful information. Yeah, I didn't. Um, right now, I don't. I don't talk to a pharmacist. I like because uh, I, I have a specialty uh, medication. I, I call an automated. If I didn't have like a, I have a special thing now because I, I uh, threatened people a lot uh, in a nice way. There's a there's a way to threaten people where they don't realize you're threatening them, and that's yep. what I did. Because <laughs> if you, as a man in particular, if you you threaten someone, cops are like going to start coming and raining down on you. Yeah. So man, uh, anyways, try being uh, try being a Middle Eastern manager. I do that. The FBI. Well, you don't do oh yeah, that's true. I mean, they're probably already watching you. There's probably <laughs> they're probably listening somewhere. Yeah, you're making compounds. Sure. You're making yeah, compounds. Man, they, they don't one of my patients. One of my patients is an FBI agent. So okay. I guess I'm doing something I mean, right. I mean, is he a patient or is he a plant to check in on you? It's part of his oh, no. like detail. Oh, no, yeah. now I'm scared. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. He's a nice guy though. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's fine. No, I doubt. I doubt he's there. I you totally like. Off the train. Sorry, my bad. My bad. My bad. My question. Do you remember? I don't remember what my question was. Oh, you said threatening people. No, uh, I don't think that was my point. But the the point was that a normal person would call, and they get like an automated per like they get an automated system, and they talk to a person who's like a like a, a customer service worker, and then yeah. they set the order, and that's it. Yep. So then, what do you do in that scenario? There's no pharmacist. That's not local, then, right? Yeah. So just local, you wouldn't have that problem. Locally, you wouldn't have that problem. You would be able to talk to your pharmacist whenever you want. Even okay. even for the pharmacies that are here that I told you about that have licenses all over the state. If you ever say, "Hey, make speak to a pharmacist," and they don't legally, if they don't give you the pharmacist, that's that's a fine for the pharmacy. By the way, you can report them, and they'll they'll get they'll get their license dinged really fast. So they know your pharmacist has to answer. And these bigger organizations are like, "Oh no, I got dinged, they got fined." But the smaller ones, like ones that that are more locally owned, they're going to want to talk to you. Hmm. Is there like a time requirement for the dinging? Because I could probably work on like a campaign where everybody asks for a pharmacist, and they're like made to wait an hour to get the. The ding or whatever, uh, or is it just true. like as long know. as you get a pharmacist eventually? I don't, you know, I don't know if there's a time. I know there's limits for like, let's say I wanted to call your pharmacy and transfer a prescription to me. They have 24 hours to give me that. And if it goes more than that, I can report to you. Okay. So I don't, I don't know if there's, there's something like, similar. CVS once like did CVS from one pharmacist to another, one pharmacy for another pharmacy. They like took three days of fighting it, and we had to call them a bunch of times. It's very annoying. That is annoying. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. I don't know, yeah. but if there's a, a, a ruling on these things, yeah, uh, yeah. whenever you say like, you can get in trouble by something, they, the, at, at some point, someone will care. Every time I say, hey, you can report into this, Lowell's writing something down. I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing. Uh, yeah, I'm just making a plan for something. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so uh, you're right now you're working on uh, tightening down, leaning down. Uh, I don't know if you've ever read the book Small Giants, but I recommend it to you because it kind of sounds I'm like you're trying to, to do. add to my list. Yeah, yeah. List. The, it's basically like you don't have to be a Google or an Apple. You can be a really like small organization tightly run with a very specific like thing that affects lots of people and so my question basically is the once you get it to that point where you have that leanness you already ha you have three is the intention to uh find people to to parallel parallelize what we're what is required to run the pharmacy so you can expand uh horizontally yep. or do you want to have like a, a vertical integration with a small local presence my goal, big, big giant. my goal is to be the known pharmacy within DFW. So I don't, okay. I don't want Small more giant. pharmacies. I yeah. want Mike Stonebriar to be like, oh shit, go CH. He he knows, he knows Frisco, right? And yeah. specifically for us, for our city, we're the fastest growing city in the country. And I want to be a part of, you know, being a part of that, right? I want them to be able to say, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about when it comes to wellness, nutrition, pharmacy. He's he's the guru. Um, I want I want people to know that for us, and I want our pharmacy to be their location for all the wellness needs. That's my goal. Okay, yeah, Small Giant definitely would be a great book for you. Then yeah, I wrote it down. Then Who wrote for, that? You know, uh, no clue. But you you won't find any other any other thing if you small if you type in Small Giants book, it'll be the number one thing. Yeah. Speaking speaking, have you seen the movie Little Giants? The one you'd have to describe it. I think maybe I have. When there's like the little kids that play football as the Giants for this versus the Cowboys, they're like little kids. No, I'm thinking oh, a different dude. thing. Okay, you gotta watch that movie. So great, Little Giants. Make sure you watch the movie. Okay, and everyone watch, uh, li watching, listening. Then, if you watch it, give us a review. Yeah, the, great movie. So, in inside pharmacies, outside of just owning and running one, what are the different career opportunities? I'm, I read that you know you get paid pretty well. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, for someone who's in it, he has to hire and employ people. You think about this a lot. How to count mm -hmm. people fairly? So, what mm -hmm. are the 
what are the career opportunities that you think people don't normally see? And then what's it actually like? You know, is it comp well? What are the downsides, that type of thing? Yeah. Um, so I went to college for eight years, um, got my undergrad degree from the University of North Carolina. And then I went to a pharmacy school at Virginia Commonwealth University. So that's eight years there. Uh, luckily, my first four years were taken care of as far as the tuition costs. But I've graduated pharmacy school with about $180,000 in debt. That's just flat out how it goes. Four years, $180,000 in debt, 7.2% interest rate, which is mind boggling. Wow. Yeah. It's stupid. Loan. Yeah. Uh, it's worse than a home. Well, now it's a home loan. Back when you know when we got a house, it wasn't that. But anyway, um, so that's that's one of the biggest things is that you have to finish the schooling. Um, there are residency options for pharmacies. I didn't do one because I didn't see the value in it. I just went right in and I just you know started working as a pharmacist. If you decide to do a residency, you can get an extra year or two of of, uh, of experience that way. Um, yeah, CVS started paying people really well. I don't know their pay structure now. I think it's a lot lower now because. One of the biggest issues of my profession is that there's just way too many pharmacy schools, and mm-hmm. um, and so there's a lot of students that are you know graduating, and it's you know the the, the market's getting pretty saturated, especially in actually the Midwest is like starving pe- for people right now. Um, I know they're like paying for for pharmacists to move there. The CVS was at least. Um, so it you know we pay pretty well at the six figure range, so that it, it, everyone gets paid accordingly. Um, one, as you grow, depending on what you do want to do with pharmacy, um, you can either become a pharmacy manager. If you want to keep going, become a district manager. You can keep you know, growing from there. Um, specifically, the independent world, generally, we pay a little bit less than like the big corporations do just because you know we can't keep up with, with what they do. Um, I pay my pharmacists and my technicians really well. They're happy. Um, other opportunities, you could become, and what I'm, one of the other positions I'm looking for is I'm actually looking for a marketer that's able to go see doctors for me and promote my pharmacy for me. And then you can either get paid as a uh, as an actual employee of the pharmacy, which is generally what we usually do. I used to have a marketer, but uh, because of COVID, we stopped and we were focusing on other things during COVID. Um, and so that's another opportunity. We're always looking for social media specialists. I always look for a virtual assistant. Um, technicians, There's I have, I have pharmacy technicians that are the ones that are actually compounding the medication. Um, I design the formula. I design the, the safety protocols, everything. They just actually use my, my stuff and make the prescriptions. Um, they, there's compounding text, there's lead text. Um, right now, if I want to become like a wellness location, I want to have like a, an ability to, um, have like a, another side where I hire like a nurse practitioner to actually see patients and then funnel their prescriptions, prescriptions that they're going to get to my pharmacy to fill at my pharmacy. Um, mm-hmm. so there's, you know, there's opportunities anywhere in pharmacy. That's the cool thing about our profession. Yeah. It's interesting. The model you're going for though, you're like, you're like, uh, like stage coaching it almost like you're making mm-hmm. like this like this whole connected system um is that like a normal thing for someone no. like not to say like you're abnormal but like yeah. it's yeah. crazy it's crazy i mean, i know i, I know no, i don't tough. think it's crazy i think it's from a business standpoint yeah. Yeah. i think from a business and from a customer standpoint from like if i'm a patient i see a nurse practitioner or a doctor i know that you know you're gonna maintain a standard like the whole thing's taken care of like mm-hmm. that's i wouldn't say that's crazy i think that's a an added benefit all in one place it's there's a lot of regulatory stuff that we had to get through to make sure that everything is done accordingly and it's safe and there's a lot of upfront capital that has to be done for it that's a part of the reason why we were trying to like consolidate everything so that way we can focus on one or two and then build it from there um the other pharmacy i know in fort worth they're trying to move into a, a, nor- a bigger location and trying to offer a different type of compounding maybe some specialty i'll keep you posted on that little don't you worry um, so yes. we're, we're, we have, we're lucky in that, you know, c- thankfully COVID was good to us. Um, we, we were able to stay afloat. I know a lot of pharmacies struggled, um, just to maintain things. Uh, but we were, we were really lucky and we're able to stay, you know, intact. So when you're trying to build on that additional thing, what are some unseen expenses in doing that? Is it just the brick and mortar of it? Yeah. Um, I have to have an entirely set, like if I was going to do like a large building, let's say I get like a 2000 square foot space. I have to have one entity be in charge of the healthcare side. I have to have another entity for the pharmacy and they both have to have separate um, addresses for per their board. Like the board of nursing has to have one, the board of pharmacy has to have one. And so I want to make sure we're doing things correctly. So everything I do, I send back to the uh, our pharmacy inspector to make sure she's happy with it saying, hey, this is legit. This is clean. Like you keep going from there. Um, so it's just that logistics side. And I mean, to build it, it's, it's expensive, right? To go like right now, my pharmacy is like, 1100 square feet and maybe i want to go to 2500 square feet or, or 4000 like if i said if i want to build a coffee shop within my pharmacy then i need a bigger space and different licensing different entities 
making sure the bank records are smart, making sure that it looks pretty, right? We got to make sure it looks good. Um, appealing to the eye. That's, that's, that's a lot of things and see what the competition is doing. But if the only competition I can think of, that's a really good one. And in, on, in Denton, uh, Texas, which is where University of North Texas is, there is a pharmacy that sells guns and drugs. Seriously. It's Probably a gun store. Yeah, it's perfect. I was like, man, I wish I would have thought of something like that. You sign someone up for their gun license or whatever they need, they automatically get added to the pharmacy network immediately. And then they're like, all right, well, I'm a patient for you too. Yeah. I think uh, some other uh, industries you could get, like a gym membership, well, a gym membership cool. type spa thing, yeah. like a whole like wellness retreat. The episode that went up recently was a ayahuasca psychedelic retreat that they set oh, up nice. in Colombia. Heard about so that. I could see like, yeah, it, it seems pretty cool, especially the like the science and what people can do with veterans, like just if they're coming back and it's, you know, it's terrible for them. Uh, there's nothing you can do other than like SSRI in them, and I mean, there's that's a, that's a hyperbole. There's a lot of stuff you can do, but it seems like there's a, <laughs> what they what they actually do. Yeah, what they actually do. Yes, they yes. So, but I could see like you know you buying like a nice big piece of land in Texas and mm-hmm. having like a a gym, a wellness retreat, like the whole package mm-hmm. of uh, wellness and wellness, uh, healthness, wellness and wellness. Yes, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're welcome to take it. Yeah, uh, that's but, a good yeah. one. Wellness and wellness. Would you? Are you, yeah, what do you think of that? Are you going to go into that direction? I, like, go, what about, yeah, IV therapy? Like, you know, how you get like a like a rehydration thing? Like, so you know, yeah. those uh, like in Vegas, they like mm-hmm. you get drunk too much, they have like IV. That could be something too. I don't know. I don't, that's that's probably a lot easier too because I don't have to have a nurse. I'll just hire like a medical assistant that's able to just poke people. Mm-hmm. I think I'm speaking, I'm doing an in person tour of a facility like that that's yeah. doing like everything and like wellness as it, as it relates to aging. And yeah. they're like, oh, we'll uh, yeah. we'll like we'll plug someone while you're there. You can actually see what it's like. It's like, oh, you know, as long as they consent, I guess. I guess that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a whole one-stop shop kind of thing. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just like own a block, like not just the number one in the city, but you own a block of the city. This oh, is Hussam's house. Yeah, like, ev- like signs everywhere of you in a lab coat saying, "Trust me." <laughs> Look at me. Thumbs up. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No worries. And then, uh, so for for books to to either do well in business as it relates to your work mm-hmm. or just books in general that you've read that you recommend to me, uh, you know, assuming, you know, I want to build a specialty pharmacy. Uh, what yeah. would you recommend? Um, I, there are some that I like, and I, I, I had a feeling you were going to ask me this question and I wish I can pull up my book list. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, do you like Jay Shetty? What, what did you, do you have an opinion on him? I don't know who Jay Shetty is. Jay. He's, if you see his Shetty. face, I'm sure you'll recognize him. Uh, I've never, seen this guy in my life really he's got a good podcast and he's he's a little bit wacky but he's he's got some good information he's got a book called how to live like a monk um which is really good for like centering and kind of helping like bring everything back into your median because you know a lot of time when an entrepreneur i you tend to forget some of the smaller things like family and making sure you have that work-life balance that was so hard for someone especially as a millennial man Mm -hmm. trying to figure out that balance between between work and, and 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 home life and I struggled with it. I still struggle with it, but it's something that I've, I've been working on trying to improve myself. Um, that's that's a really good one. Um, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck is one of my mm-hmm. favorite books of all time. I, 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 I took that one to heart and it really taught me how to just be your genuine self and don't be apologetic about it. I mean, as long as you're not a dick, then I guess that, that's that's a good thing to do. Um, Gary V has some really good books around you know um, branding and marketing. Um, I he's think- fun for marketing. Yeah, he's he's kind of mark. That guy's wild. Have you have you heard of, like some of his stuff? Like watch his YouTube channels or anything? I've seen some of his stuff as it comes through. Yeah. Um, but I haven't like like ingested a lot of it. I just know what his like dollar ninety cent, you know, strategy, mark branding and stuff like that is. Yeah. That stuff's good. And then here I just I just found my, my book list. Um Think Fast and Slow. That's a really good one by Daniel Kenman. And then uh my last one is how to make shit happen. Um, that's one for helping motivation, helping procrastination. Cause my biggest thing is, uh, I procrastinate sometimes. I'm kind of writing a, I'm like outlining a book that would help with that, but, really? uh, That'd be yeah, I'll send you, I'll send you an arc of it. It's Please. about, uh, strategic boredom, uh, as a, as a medium. Yes. It, it, it works actually a lot. It, the, like the, the, the key thing is that most people spend most of their time on, uh, like quick dopamine hits mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and then they TikTok? are surprised that they, yeah, they they're surprised that when they try to work, they get very little done. Yeah. So the idea is how to get more done and uh, not screw your brain. 
you know, but uh, yeah, with with us, like I'm, I'm not, obviously I don't know how old you are, but with 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 millennials, I mean, we yeah, so we we struggled between the, the the evolution of the internet, right? Where we were around before, like when the internet started getting like high speed and stuff like that, and people attributed procrastination and laziness to ADHD. And how quickly people wanted to decide that, oh, this guy's lazy or he doesn't want to work hard right away, so he must have ADHD. Um, I, I sometimes just, just don't feel like doing anything, you know? Yeah. You ever feel that way? I always want to do something. Always? I want to know how really? not to do something. Yeah. I don't ever not yeah. want to do... Like, it's really... Uh, I do... Like, there are times where I, I go on vacation and it's really hard for me just to sit. Really? Not that, like, I like, I like doing stuff. Like, it makes me feel good. Yeah. Like, I like solving problems. Like, I have friends who know that I enjoy it so much, they'll call me and tell me a problem. And I'll be like, oh, here's how you solve it. <laughs> well, Lola, it's good to know this, man. If I have a problem, it's like, hey, man, are you bored? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it doesn't Thanks, matter man. what the problem is. I, I, as long as you understand the problem, I could probably solve it for you. Okay, that's good to know. That's good. Yeah. Hey, man, if you if you want a weight loss help, I can help you with that for sure. Yeah. yeah I assume yeah. it was just you, uh, you know, uh, attacking me. Like, randomly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just, like, following me around with, like, a, a thing. I have a friend who I've, I've offered... <laughs> Uh, to like ninja them to get them to like exercise oh, really? more, like just, just like <laughs> yeah. like you have to you have to be able to outrun me. So you have to exercise to some level so yep. you can escape me. So I've that told them like, I'll fly in randomly. You have to pay me for this. I'm not, I'm doing this free, and I'll randomly chase you, and you won't know what's coming. So you have to like train every day. Yeah, what if, if you're, you in a water what if you're you? doing something important though? What them? Or me? No. What if you're doing something important and I come and like ninja you? That's that's kind of rude. I just think it's funny. What if I'm in a business meeting and you do that? I'll just be like, "Yeah, he's helping me be healthy." So, I don't know what he's, this goes. He's my pharmacist. What is he's this crazy brown man doing? <laughs> he's he's my pharmacist. He's here to help me. He's like, oh, okay, medical stuff. You know, you get you kind of get the right away with that stuff. But all right, books. We got that. Uh, where can people go to stay up to date with your way of thinking if they're they're trying to find opportunities? So this is a two part question. Yeah. Stay up to date with what you're working on, and then find opportunities in pharmacy space. You know, maybe there's someone out there that's thinking, "Hey, I don't like my job, but this." They can be a part of a community, like basically everything that someone wants sounds like what they would want to be a farm, like something in pharmacy, like be a part of the community, do something meaningful. You actually see the impact of your stuff every day. So those are two parts of the question. I, I before we move on, I had one question for you. Uh, yes. Do you have any books that you recommend for me other than the Small Giants one you told me? What is the biggest problem you're having right now, or some of the biggest problems you're having? Uh, right now, marketing is a big one, and uh, the whole personal 20... brand thing that I have uh, that I'm trying to build. 22 immutable laws of marketing. 22. It's about 100 pages. Uh, read it. Okay. Memorize it. Apply it to people around you that you've seen. Do okay. well, that you like, like Gary Vee, etc. Uh -huh. And uh, then, like, basically what I would say, read it, and then make, like, a like a little, like, sheet of paper with all the different things and the key takeaways. And then, okay. like, look at Gary Vee, and then see how he, he uses them, uh -huh. and then apply for yourself. Okay. I'll check yeah. that out. Thank you. Yeah. All and right. And then... Uh, I would suggest never split the difference. I think I've by, heard of that one. It's really good, especially if you have to do a lot of negotiating. It's by Chris Voss. Okay. Good recommendation there. And then um, those are the two big ones. If you're, it's about branding, and then marketing. Twenty-two mm -hmm. minimal laws of marketing is probably gonna be the best one. And then like uh, "Losing My Virginity" by Richard Branson. That guy's probably like one of the best marketing entrepreneurs that exists. Most okay. most marketing based entrepreneurs are kind of slimy, but he's, yeah. he's quite nice. That feels they feel dirty, like almost like I need to like a penicillin shot afterwards. Uh, you you get one complimentary, like if they know who they are, they just like they 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 load <laughs> you like, up before pick they this up as you leave. <laughs> yes, yeah, that way you trust them more because they take yeah. care of the downsides. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so uh, your question. Um, okay, C a couple things for me. I'm at Doctor Mix a lot. <laughs> All over social media, TikTok, mm -hmm. Instagram, uh, mix a lot because I, I produce a podcast as well, but I also compound. So, Dr. Mix a lot. Um, I also host a sports pharmacy podcast. That's my brings in my passion of both sports, wellness, into pharmacy. Um, have a lot of cool guests on there talking about, you know, better ways to improve yourself, seven vitamins that you've never thought of that you should be taking. Um, I had a series on you don't need that Adderall when there was an Adderall shortage. Um, think of natural mm -hmm. ways to help with uh, attention and focus. Um, my new thing on TikTok now, I love Taylor Swift. So I'm like just piggybacking off of her stuff. Uh, I talk about her favorite vitamins that she likes to take. Some stupid I like to do. Um, and what as far as what's, just interject, what vitamins? Yeah, her, her, like, her, you can her give a little teaser. Yeah, favorite L theanine. Uh, helps with uh, stress and anxiety, helps kind of keeps level you off. That's one of my favorite vitamins too. And uh, you, I'm going to build you a vitamin list, is what I'm going to do, just for you, Lil. Is that fair? That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, I got you. If you want to like I'll, ask I'll, me I'll private questions, you. we can do yeah. that. 
Yeah. I'll, I'm actually, should we just ask it now? Just to, I'm just kidding. Um, we, uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. So on, on LinkedIn and Facebook, there's a lot of really good groups of some really passionate people around pharmacy. Um, for us, we have, uh, between my, my, my good friend, Josh and I, we have a, a group called the pharmacy masterminds. Um, we have like 1500 users on there and, a lot of really smart pharmacy people in there that are teaching new ways of innovative ways of doing pharmacy or doing anything in healthcare. Uh, we welcome people to come in and check that out. Um, we have the sports pharmacy group as well. If you ever want to, you know, for the, from the weekend warriors to high school athletes, to college athletes, to professional athletes, they're all in there thinking of, of ways to improve their, um, their performance. Um, and just reach out to people on LinkedIn, man. That's, that's an easy way. People love talking about themselves. I mean, you, well, you've learned about me, man, and how much I like to talk and, um, there's a million people out there like me, so it's the best way to do it. Yeah, probably about eight billion. Eight billion, probably. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, then I want to thank you for coming on the show today, uh, sharing your knowledge and your wisdom with us in the pharmacy space. And hopefully, uh, anyone listening in, if you're going to do this, please message me. It means a lot to me. People, people have messaged me like years later. Oh, hey, by the way, I uh, started a new job because I listened to this episode. Tell, tell me sooner. It, it gives me fuel. So if you got someone from this, message me. I'll let you know about it too, because then Appreciate that's you. pretty cool for you to come on. But thank yeah. you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, man. And thanks for having me, Lowell. Dude, this is so cool. Millennium Mondays on Tuesday is my favorite. That's my favorite phrase I've heard in a while. Yeah, I, I thought of it like two minutes before we, we uh, recorded. I was like, you know what? That's silly because it's not going to be on Monday. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> so I'll just call it on Tuesday. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I appreciate you, man.